All right, welcome to The Average Suck Show. Michael Burnoff here, and I'm super excited about this interview. And I've already completed this interview with Anton. It was absolutely incredible. I wanted to shoot this video prior to give you a little heads up and an insight. And here is a young guy, super excited, that took his business to $30,000 a month. And for most people, that's inc really incredible. The best part is he is a millennial. And I don't know what your opinions are on millennials, how you think about him, whether you have a kid that's a millennial, a teammate, you're looking to hire one. He shares the inner workings on how millennials work, what they think about, but one of the hidden gems of a millennial is they have that one thing that you and I, you know you've had before, where you have that, that blind enthusiasm, that excitement, that desire to do a great job and push through, and how he harnessed that to build his business and impact his life in a major way. So while you're watching this, you're gonna see parts of yourself in the past. He's also gonna to reveal to you the inner workings of how millennials work and how to work with them best and little things you might not have noticed to eliminate the frustration when it comes to the, the gap between your generation and possibly theirs. So enjoy the interview. I'm excited to show you what Anton has created. If you haven't liked and subscribed, make certain to do that. Get the notifications on iTunes and YouTube. Make certain to stay in the fold because The Average Suck Show is about showing you how to live above average, something Anton does and you're gonna learn how to do as well. Enjoy. He is an incredibly powerful and influential speaker. He is the expert on persuasion and influence. Michael Burnoff. Michael Burnoff. So Michael Burnoff. Please welcome Michael Burnoff. Prepare to have your mind blown. Michael Burnoff. Well, hello and welcome to the Average Suck Show. I'm Michael Burnoff, and I'm super excited about this show for a lot of reasons. I have a very good friend and a student of ours for years that is absolutely doing incredible things in the world and somebody you definitely, definitely want to listen to. So I don't know how you're watching this right now or listening to this podcast. I'm super excited that you're here. And the entire show is dedicated to people that are going above average in their life, that are not okay with where they're at, that truly desire to be all of themselves. And our guest today is nobody other than a gentleman that I met at 24 years old, am I correct? 24. Is Mr. Anton, and I'm going to get this name absolutely correct. Liberopolis, did I get it right? You, you, you killed it. Killed it. Okay, yeah. killed it. From my big fat Greek wedding. Okay, is that correct? Then yeah, I, I was in it 20 years ago. 20 years ago. He wasn't even born, he wasn't even born yet. And Anton and I met. He has been an entrepreneur for uh, almost five almost years. Now. Five years. Yeah. Uh, we met at about 24 years old. How old are you now? I'm 28. 28 years old, and he is a millennial. And I had to look up what that meant. Uh, I had to look up what that meant uh, earlier today. I guess today they put me I'm in that box. I've been blaming everyone, Anton, as a millennial, that anybody who just does something weirder than I do, I'd say, oh, it must be a millennial. I've been saying <laughs> that for years. But what I found out, it was like basically 1990, uh, 1981 to 96. There's a group of humans. people in there. You speak millennonics or whatever it is. Millennonics. You, <laughs> you speak your own thing. But I'm excited about this because you're doing big things in the world. And yep. at 24 years old, I want to understand a couple things. You know, you reached out to us. You said you want to work on yourself. You want to make things oh, change. Yeah. It is so easy at 24 years old just to kind of accept life for what it is and just go through your party phase. Yeah, you really don't. Go crazy. You don't know what's going on. You really have not a clue. I, I remember I did not have a clue what was happening. How the hell did you find me? I I actually listen. I listened to a call for a call to action. Okay. And I I felt immediately something very 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 different. I did that for you. Yeah, I know. I literally, I knew, I knew the Greek guy was on the phone. I knew there was a twenty-four-old millennials guy. You were like and euros. Like, yeah, what's that? yeah, I knew we were going to get there. So, what, what was it that triggered that? And then I want to give you a little more of your background. It there were there was something about the language patterns, and and now looking back, the way you talked and the way you delivered, I felt 
they're, oh, wow, I know how to do things. I know how to make things work in my life that I haven't done before. And I can jump in and get them done. And immediately after that call, I, I went out and I accomplished one little thing that I had been thinking about for months. I got to ask what it was. That was the win right what there. What was it? Well, I've, I found you through Adam Lyons. He did a promotion through an email list. Adam's amazing. And growing up- He's like the I, foremost expert. If anyone doesn't know Adam, he is the foremost expert on influence and dating and advice on how to actually, you know, be yourself in a relationship. Yeah, and it's a lot pickup, deeper. But it's deeper than that. Like Way that's deeper. what the world would call it. But he really, really cares. Goes very and deep. he wants you, the real you to show up in, right. in, in a, any form of relationship mm -hmm. so you can make it work. So when he said, can we do a training? I'm like, of course. It's done. Yeah. yeah. And when I got on that call, what you guys were saying, immediately I went after it because I grew up super shy and I had a lot of issues with the opposite sex. I did not know how to, I did not know how to communicate with What were with the women. issues you had with them? I didn't know how to communicate I, with I just them. wanna just share with you from a communication standpoint. Think about the words. You said I had a lot of issues with the opposite sex. So like you had problems with them. That's a, Think about the word in general. I, I did not know how to communicate with them. Okay, and so did you have time, issues with them or you had issues communicating with them? I had issues communicating with okay, them. Because you didn't and have issues you, with them. Thank you for clarifying Think about that, that concept because you didn't want to have issues. You liked them. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> you, you just didn't have an issue with them. You told yourself you had an issue to avoid them. Right. Shock. Correct. Spot on. And see, I didn't even know I had a communication problem at that time. I just thought when, when I talk to them, they don't like me. And... Right after listening do, to that call. Do you call, know how many people, and I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Millions. How many people watching this right now are literally um, dealing with that from sales, from They're business sick. and life, and yeah. they have issues with something, and it's just they just don't know how to deal with it? Yeah. They so don't know how to label it? that was 24? Yeah. Okay. Tell they, me more. They, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't know how to label that. I didn't know how to communicate with them. I didn't even realize communication was the problem. And at the time, I felt something different on that call. And then I went out and I was able to just walk up to a random stranger at the college that I was at. Uh, well, I had already dropped out a Where year was before. School? What's that? Where was school? This was University of New Orleans. Okay. And, and I met, this, I met this, this girl a few months back and they, she was blown away. I was in a club in Denver where I had traveled to with my mom and my grandmother to look at real estate with my business partner, Tim. And now, just so we can understand, because we don't all speak melanonics. Um, right. This is, <laughs> what year are we talking about? So is this 24, 25 years this old? Is, this is now. Okay, got it. Okay. And so she, was, she was blown away. Yeah. I'll go back to the other story. She was blown away by how excited and happy I was, because she has flown back and forth to Tulane selling medical, uh, and she's, she was around my age. She sells medical devices to the Tulane uh, hospital out there. And she was blown away. She's like, I want the drugs that you're on. Okay. Is that she, how, that's how people look at young people. They think that, they're on drugs. Well, that's how all the young people around my age, millennials, that's the millenniotics communication okay. uh, patterns that they communicate with each okay. other. <laughs> they don't even realize. It's a term it. we got. They're, they're blown away by it. Buymillennionics.com. I'm going to sell some stuff on there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's very fascinating that she was just, she did not believe me that I was not on drugs because different um, exercises and different strategies and different things that I've implemented at your core strength event have allowed me to be way happier than when I use drugs and when I used to drink alcohol. She was blown away that I was the only sober one person there and she didn't believe me. Who was this? This was uh, just this random girl that I met at a club and nice. I was the only sober person there. And I mean, 
I don't even go to nightclubs anymore. That was the first one I had been to in over a year. And it, it reaffirmed to me how far ahead that I am uh, farther ahead than my generation. And I don't say that because, oh, I want to be ahead. It's just I've psychologically wired my, my body and my nervous system and learning a lot from core strength and implementing different strategies from your HIT training on how to be happier than everyone else that is fighting this thing using drugs or alcohol. I or, love it. I was so surprised by that and it reaffirmed in me, wow, like I have something powerful. I have learned from other people how to implement in myself, how to take control of my life, how to be happy without looking for external shit. And it's a lot of what I've learned at Core Strength. You know, I had that experience after call to action my first time when I was 24 years old. I listened to that call with you and Adam. And right after that call, I went out, talked to someone I had never met before. And she's like, man, I would love to talk to you again. And like, this was a random girl that I met. And I, and I had done that here and there randomly. But now I felt like I was at, at the cause of it. I could control it and I could create it at will. And that was a confidence that I didn't have. So I said, wow, this Michael Burnoff guy, what was that? You know, like I got you. It, it, it woke me up. And so after that, after going deeper, you know, it, it, it just opened my whole world up to where I was like, okay, I need to go into more of this. And then it led to core strength just a few months later. And then when I went to core, I met one person there. Who was that? That was Toby. Okay. And then five weeks later, I go to HIT. And the skills that I learned at HIT combined with the relationship that I, that I built at core three months or no, I'm sorry, three weeks after HIT, I launched a new business with Toby and the skills that I learned at HIT. And within three months after I launched that business, I was at $30,000 a month for 18 months later. Wow. That changed my whole life. Was that your first success as being an entrepreneur? That was my first big success. Okay. So, so I had success in high school. I, what did you do in high school? I was the only one selling things. And actually, the first time I sold something when I was six years old, I sold something for a penny because that's how my brain worked. I've always had entrepreneur DNA inside of me because my grandparents came from I just Germany. want to warn real quick. If you are an entrepreneur, please don't sell things for a penny. I'm just going to tell you. You can listen to a lot of stuff, but the, the penny yeah, thing. Don't forget that one. Okay. <laughs> it was an early so you're So, so this, this is important because I, I love to dissect things. So Let's dissect. Your, your grandparents... Uh, how did who who would they come from Greece? So my mom's side's all German, my dad's side's all Greek. My who are the my, entrepreneur grandparents? Uh, both. So okay. my parents, my mom and my dad, when they met at University of New Orleans in their twenties, they they got sucked into the mindset of get a college degree, go get a job, yep. and then work for 30, 40, 50 years. How did they get that mindset with the parents they had? Very. I, I, I still have not figured that one out because both of their parents, from my grandparents, they thought they were entrepreneurs, very successful at it, but they thought my kids are going to do better when they go get college degrees and they go get jobs. They're so did the grandparents push it? Yeah. Okay. Because they so, were influenced by society. Got it. And they didn't realize what they were even doing. Did your parents encourage you to be an entrepreneur? No. They didn't encourage you. They told no. you to go to school, get good grades, be right. a good person. Because that's what they did. That's what they did. And I want to really, really like think back. Right. When did you really become an entrepreneur? Oh, full on, 100%. When I was 23, I dropped out of school my senior year of college. Okay. Went all in. That was exactly five years ago. Who was the person that introduced you to that? Because I, I, could, I, could oh, yeah. I could tell you to this day. Um, Adam Lines. It was Adam? So he wasn't the one that introduced it to me. I went to a social dynamics training. 
I spent $2,500 of money I did not have. I went and influenced the bank. You had access to it, but you didn't. This is yeah, the big thing. I didn't you had access to, to it, but yeah. you didn't have access to paying it back. Right, exactly. Okay. And and I, I went I went to this event. There's $2,500. It was me, three other people, and one guy. And he taught social dynamics on how to basically influence your way into any social network on the planet. Have yeah. you read Third Door? I haven't. You'd love the book. It's I'm sure there's way more that I don't it, know. It, it, it's just the concept of like, there's the three doors in life. And the reason I'm bringing this up is, is, is excites you. It's, it's a simple book and it's basically about the three doors in life. And one door is the main door. Number two is the VIP line, which is way better. You've talked about Third door is knocking on the kitchen door and the cook letting you in and having a connection with someone in the back Whoa. and like learning how to get into social settings through the back door. How do you immediately, the guy's incredible, how he got hold of Tim Ferriss through an email, how he, wow. um, how he wound up helping Lady Gaga on her tour. Do you know what I'm saying? Like all this crazy got stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, you'd be excited That's about that. It sounds, it sounds that like what you, so you go to that social dynamics event, but that didn't scream entrepreneur, did it? It did because it was three days long and the way he set it up, I mean, it was, it was, it was genius because on the third day he brings in um, he brings in these two people. He interviews them on the third day. And here I was, I was a senior at college at this time. I was still a senior. I'm learning from this guy who's 31. He makes multiple seven figures. Here's this kid, 26 years old, making two to $3 million a year from his laptop. And then here's Adams, also in seven figures, multiple seven figures. That sparked it because all three of them, they all talked about business. Yes, they had relationships. They were teaching me about social dynamics and relationships. However, they all fueled it through business. So I made the most craziest decision I ever made. And looking back exactly five years ago, January of 2015, it was the smartest decision for me what at was the that? time. Went home, dropped out of school. How'd your parents Best respond? Best decision. How'd your parents respond? Mom didn't want to talk to me for a week. And I have a- Only very, a week? I have a, okay, let me put context to that. I am very close with my mom, extremely yep. close. We do not go like two, three days without talking to each other. That, and that was very hard for us. And we, you know, for, for a whole month, because there was this, this, there was wiring in our bodies, in our nervous system, we were breaking apart in a different way. And it was good because we grew through that, my mom and I. And through that, she saw because I got immediately to work, immediately. I mean, I, I went 10 to 12 hours a day behind my laptop, reading books, What, what drove you to do that? Because that's the part I want to understand. It was that third day when I met Adam, Jason, and learning that thing over three days. What? But what was it? So I remember it what was I, was, I was driven to do. I remember I was driven to work. It was the work. freedom that they yep. had built. Okay. And I saw that they had choice. They, they can make decisions for themselves. And that was empowering because when I was 23 and I was a senior in college, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life, which which looking back was a horrible mindset to have, but that was the one that society. Why is it put why is it me. bad to say what am I going to do for the rest of my life? What what is that? Because, what, let's just let's just okay, let's just talk question. about this. I'm I love really this. slow down for 2 seconds. You got people here with kids your age or people that right. don't even want to leave the house. Does that right. make sense? I know that's And there's a, really your whole gen, you got a big generation of people don't want to do it, don't want to work. What's the challenge with asking somebody what do they want to do for the rest of their life? Not like if you were to answer that for your collective, not just for Anton. What, right. What's the challenge with that question? Because it's it's a natural question for people to ask. Because looking back now, five years later, I've gone through so many different phases and so many different changes, different business models that I've launched, different um, different relationships that I've built. And I see that back then when I was 23, I'm like, I'm going to make one decision and date this person and possibly get married to this person. And that's it without tasting 
the rainbow and actually giving, you know, a hundred different women a chance to date and to get to know them and to see, you know, maybe I don't want to spend the rest of my life with this one person. Maybe I don't want to spend the rest of my life on this one career path. So what would be a better question to ask? A better if question, I could ask you a better question that would annoy you so much. Great question. It would be, let me taste the rainbow. Let me try different. It's like Lucky Charm cereal. So what does yeah, that mean? Oh, yeah. You got to taste all the Lucky Charm. You got to okay. like this one and, and this, but, but, this but, rainbow. But so so let, let's just let's play this out. So what, the challenge with that is then you got everybody's running and doing all everything. What I mean by the question is, is it better to say like, what do you want to do in the next stage of your life? Look at life as stages instead of the rest of your life. Because I mean, exactly. So is it that's stages? A good, that's good Because the problem is I want to taste everything. You'll be 55 years old. You're still taking 85 more classes at <laughs> right. school, going to every seminar in the world. <laughs> yes, you're still that's, single, that's miserable. That's true. So that's true. the question is, is it, what do you have planned for the next stage of your life? Is there any, have you thought about the next stage of your life? Well, what, what worked for me? I'm just saying walking up to a 24-year-old kid right. that just graduated from school or didn't go to school and isn't sure what to do with themselves. They're working a jack-in-the-box. And you know you need to shake them because they're never going to make anything with their right. $13, $13 or $12 an hour. Have you thought about your future is big? Right. What do you want to do for the rest of your life is too far. It's it's horrible way to think about things. So give so me the alternative. Me, for me, try something new. For instance, I went right to work and I said, all right, I'm going to try this one business. And what, what was I, the business? It was fixing cell phones. Okay. And I went out to Florida. With a screwdriver? With a screwdriver. Small one. You were fixing, screw, you were fixing yeah. cell phones? So what I did was I took, I went to YouTube and I learned how to fix iPhones. The screens that break? Yep. Oh, you and were that guy. I was. There's so much money in that. There's this, a this, lot of money in that. This guy was making 120,000 bucks a year. He was telling me just himself. Yes. Literally going out. You, yeah, someone's got a you problem. You can make a six-figure income. This guy's got a got, got a problem, and, and it was crazy. Was the the newer it's still the phone, very lucrative the newer industry. the phone, the more expensive. You don't right. have to warranty your work. Yep. Um, people don't want to go to the kiosk, the mall. People would drive to the house. This guy was doing like ten a day. Yeah. And it was a referral thing because everybody knows somebody with a cracked phone, and and they can make fifty to sixty to seventy dollars in profit per phone. So you were so buying product from Apple. I would. I actually went to Alibaba. Okay. Went You're to buying Alibaba. the fake stuff. What's that? You're buying the fake stuff. Alibaba has, you you have well. Careful you have what you say. Alibaba doesn't have because Apple's because we are on iTunes yeah, okay. right now. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh, and we um, we are find us on the Apple uh, Apple Podcast. <laughs> we may just so we know be. we want to stay. So while before we get thrown <laughs> off, click, <laughs> click the subscribe button and give us a review. <laughs> so before we get thrown off the podcast, I want to make certain we okay, do so that. So I, average I went, suck show. If you're watching on YouTube, you can click and subscribe as well. But but on a serious <laughs> note. Thank you. No problems with YouTube. So you went to Alibaba. This is cool. Okay. All you right. Got, let's just get real. I did those, research. I did research. I learned it all from YouTube. They're free. Okay. But they're better than other people's. But you didn't get Apple's real product, did you? No. That's okay. You <laughs> pretended. <laughs> I pretended. And they came in an Apple box? No, it did not. Okay. But but I-, I How went, did you answer the question when someone said, is that a genuine product? Because you know they asked. I wanted you to say absolutely verbatim what you said. I went through research. I found- No, no, no. Somebody that said to you- Anton, is this a genuine product? What was the answer you gave them? It was, I can't remember. No, no, what did you say? This may or may not be the podcast. I remember. I will remember. Because uh, you know they said that. Because you ran into my dad. You ran into an engineer, somebody that knew better. What did you say? It was, uh, it was OEM parts, original manufacturer. I can't remember the word. I can't remember what it was. But this was original manufacturing thing. And I found that out because that was the marketing on Alibaba. Okay. So they helped me out with my marketing. Okay. So you fixed people's phones uh, and you made some money doing that, right? Yes. 
And then yes. uh, phase two. So what made you get out of that? Because I, I want to I want to figure this out because you talked about cycles and phases. So you, you do that for a little while. And this is not about perfection because if you found right. the first business was perfect right off the bat, nobody, their first. No, my, my, mine no, was tele- it wasn't. My first thing I ever did was uh, phone cards. Um, first business I ever did, landscaping business I owned. But then I literally did, this guy got me involved with phone cards back in the day. It's a crazy story. So this guy, um, I believe his name was... Either Tim or Matt. I'll have to go look this up later. Last name is Woods. <laughs> he got me involved with telephone cards. He met me at the fraternity house in college, and he got me selling phone cards through a network marketing. That's the best way to thing. go when you're young, too. Yeah, phone cards. Go to the fraternity place. No, no for, phone cards. You don't even even if you know what they are. There was a card you would dial like eighty numbers. You would dial one eight hundred seven six five four three two one code eight seven six five four one. You have to two, speak three, five, with me, man. You had to dial a bunch of numbers, and then you put the phone number in, right? And we would sell these things for 500 bucks. Well, he did it for a couple of months. I made about 500 bucks and I'm like, it didn't really work out for me. Well, a few years later, I went to contact this guy and figure out what he was up to. This Ryan, his name is Ryan Woods. And I went to contact him a few years later and I called ASU because he played football for ASU. And they're like, oh, he's working on this little company in, um, in Maryland right now. You should give him a call over there. And I remember reaching out, calling or emailing him. And he started a company. Um, I never heard of it at the time. And he says, oh, you should take a look at this company. You may want to invest in the future. It's called Under Armour. And I, um, I didn't think anything of it because I thought my business You're was like, amazing. You're like, oh, no, that won't work. Yeah, that won't work. And now Under Armour's Under no, Armour. But huge. it's amazing. Like, here I am surrounded by the Under Armour guy, <laughs> literally selling phone cards back in the day. So you never know who that person would you turn into. Yes. So that guy, I just looked him up online later. He sold a house in Colorado for like $11 million yep, yep. Uh, about eight years ago. So the guy with the phone cards, so that was my first thing. And like, your first venture may not do anything but it won't so here's my question or it will you what did you learn from that first venture like the three skills skill sets you got from the how long did you do the phone business i did the phone business for nine months okay three skills that you learned from that that you still have today in your life and your heart that are part of who you are like like maya learning how to ride a bike will never go away from you i didn't believe i could pull it off so the ones three the, skills the three skills was I could use my creativity in the internet to figure anything out. So that was a skill set. Then communication skills through talking to customers and seeing what they wanted so that I could tailor my service, my product to what they wanted. Got it. And then the third skill, I would say the ability to use the internet to build a business out of thin air and make it happen within a few weeks or months. Like what do quickly. millennials have you kind of grew up with the internet? It's I so mean, fast. What was your first email account? First email address? Uh, Yahoo. You you Yahoo. Yahoo. Remember what it was? Yeah, I still have it. Okay. I, I, my first email account, I went to college. I didn't have an email until I went to college. Like you have to understand 1995, I went to college. I had my first email account ever. And it wow. was, it was nuts. Um, if you think about that, like that I've was heard like, the stories yeah. of like my mom and my, my uncle who's really successful in LA. We didn't know how to talk use about it. The, it was brand new. Yeah. Well, I remember we had the internet back in the day. We would, uh, we would look at I, my friend, Eric Weissel, he had a modem, which literally was a phone hooked up to the computer and we would look up stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? And it was like a little dictionary online, but that was it. Like I grew up at a computer since 83, but I never thought about it. Like you did, like this could be the way that we have the ability to make money and make things happen. So you transition out of that. How'd you quit that? I quit that because of email promotions. Because iPhones went out of business. No, they kept going. <laughs> what? And, and to answer for everyone listening right now, to answer what you were saying too, tasting the rainbow, when I said that, it was trying something. And I knew even if I didn't like this to do this long term, I would learn a shitload of life skills 
and business skills from that that I could apply to future businesses. Got it. So I, I knew, st- starting with the, the beginning in mind, I knew getting into that, I would not do this forever. I knew that, which was very contrary to the mindset that everyone around me was saying, well, you know, cell phones aren't going to be around forever. So you don't know if you're going to be, do- be doing that forever. That's how how do you pressure. stay motivated if you know you're not going to do something long term? Know that you are going to take and learn new things from this that you can apply and use for the rest of your life. Okay. That was very beneficial for me. And I had a lot of pressure from family members and society telling me, yeah, but, but the phones are going to be, you know, and that negativity of, the, well, phones are not going to be here forever. So you're not going to be, be able to Is do this that what you're forever. doing when we met? Uh, no. I was trying to figure out how to build a business on the internet. Okay. So you use, so, so the first step is use the internet to do something offline. Right. Now, then you were looking to figure it out when you met me. Online, yes. But that little business helped you fund working with us. Exactly, it did, okay. 100%. Okay, so all those little, doing little things helped you, you know, come up with the oh, $5,000 so yeah. you could work with us. Yeah, it's okay. very simple. I learned, learned from YouTube how to fix these phones, went in, you know, just built off of a few phones, then also uh, through affiliate promotions from the guys who I'd met, like Adam, Jason, and Chin, when I, when I, when I, was hanging out with them live in person. They kept doing affiliate promotions and they had talked about how they built their businesses through digital marketing and internet marketing. So about six months into the cell phone repair business, I got promotions about Jason's, uh, he was teaching uh, you know, how to build a business online. Okay. And so I went deep into that and started buying all these products online and had no clue what I was getting myself into. And then a few months after I started that, that's when Adam did the promotion with you. Got it. And that's when I got on to call to action. And what's, what's interesting is we target a very specific group of people, people that are not where they want to be in their life. We target people that believe, again, average sucks, that, they're, that there is a capability inside of them that is greater. Oh, no, love, always. So we were looking for you. Right. So this you is were. a marketing lesson. It's like message, market, match. match. 100%. And we had the match down. It's like we put you out a message. When you, so when you say earlier... In this must have been something I said. I'm looking for someone who not not struggling because typically our people aren't struggling, but they're struggling with a thing. At this point, I was struggling. You were physically struggling right now, but the majority of the people we work with, they're not exactly struggling in life. They're struggling with something. Right. Meaning, how do you're I right. figure this one thing out? And you weren't struggling in life. You were struggling with a thing. You're, you're correct. It feels like it's all consuming, and right. I felt you felt all consumed. You might want to mentally take this one down in your head. It felt like if you look back at that, you may want to rewire that inside of your brain. You weren't actually struggling back then. You have a great relationship with your mom. You're smart enough. You can figure it out. You could have got a job anywhere you wanted. You were struggling with a specific thing. And it's hard for people on the outside to see. It's also hard for us to think about on the inside is that you were struggling with the most important thing. It's like you got an issue with your child or you got an issue with your relationship. You think it's everything. You think the whole world, you think that the price of apples has changed. You think that all the milks went rotten in the world and you think that everyone's dying. But really, it's that one thing going on. So when we met, you had a challenge. And that's really what I believe step one for people is accept you're not where it is that you want to be. So Correct. we meet, Adam does the promo, we meet, start working on communication and stuff. You have done what, about a half dozen other businesses since then? Oh yeah. Well, since, cause I, I don't need the history time, of everything. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. if we can encapsulate it, cause yeah, it's I want to get into freedom and what's going on it's today. It's probably been half a dozen to a dozen. Okay. Yeah. If you were to be blatantly honest with yourself and everyone, how many overall successes versus failures? Oh, way more failures than successes. And years, like if you were to look at his years, successful years, failure years, and what do you rate that I, as? Out of out of five years, 
I've had three years of failure. Okay. Well, how do you define failure? That's a good question. That's why I asked it. I've learned way more from what people would quote unquote label setbacks or failures. I've learned way more from that. Way more. In the moment or afterwards? Both. Okay. But afterwards, way more. I don't think anybody wants the failure. No. Everybody, everybody, no, everybody, I didn't want it. Yeah. No, it's painful. Like psychologically, mentally, physically painful. I burnt out about a year ago. I was extremely burnt out. And uh, that that was because I would the the current habits, the current um, identity that I was working on at that time, not right now when I say current, current at that time, was not it it didn't mesh well with what I was trying to accomplish and what I was trying to pull off. Because, you know, after I went to core, after I went to HIT, I had my first big success. 18, 18 months later, I switched what I was doing and I, I wanted to take on a huge mountain. I had built this funnel on Facebook. Um, I had my front end super dialed in to, I had amazing conversion rates on my front end, but on my back end, uh, I, I, I had, everything was burning. You know, and that's where all the profits made. You know what I learned about people that have front and back end issues? This is fascinating. Is if your back end works good, you're probably good at relationships and you're good with people. If you're good at the front end, you're good at the first date and you're good at meeting people, but you don't that's know how a to make a relationship to work. And it's the truth. And I've noticed it throughout. It's like you're not willing to show people who you really are because that's the back end. That's the long form relationship. And that's fascinating you're bringing that up. And that's a maturity thing I'm that really people glad need, to, that we're talking about people need right to bring up. Is like if you look at a lot of the guys out there and people marketing on the web, is that they're they're putting out really good they got really sexy first date they got like they, really sexy. really sexy first date lambos come jets. out buy my product buy my product but what's behind the scenes isn't very much right and the reason is is if isn't you look at, at the way they do relationships they're really good at the first date they're really good at the show they're out of content after three hours right and i don't mean staged content i mean literally in a conversation world they can't do Life day content. two yeah. day three with you so like totally cool the coffee shop or a drink or something like that and then if you're like hey let's be buddies and spend the week in Camping somewhere, I don't camp, but let's just say you spend a week camping. I think that's what people do is they go camping or something. And you gotta spend three days talking, they don't have that. So I'm not saying it's completely accurate, but it's one of those things people need to recognize is that people on. with a strong back end product, that's that was our thing for years. We were really good at the back end. We never really figured out the front end because I never liked the idea of the flash in the pan and the the excitement tools that how get to scoop people, them up how to, quick. How to scoop people up quick. Because yeah. I look at that as a short term relationship and I never wanted to build business that way. So And you're that, not helping anyone. You don't get any, you don't get any momentum. Right. That that's that's the big thing is is, is developing momentum in what it is that is is we do. Cause that's so how how did you when did you feel like you had the the most success? What were you working on? What was the longest stint you had? The, the longest stint I had was back in the middle of 16 all the way into uh, in the beginning of 18. That, that right there, I was, I was very focused on truly helping the people that were around me. And when I started getting momentum and going up, everyone came around me and I didn't know how to... I didn't know how to sift through that, so I let anyone in. Because now I, I got to a new stage where I never had success like this. Now everyone wants to be your friend. You don't know who's your friend, who's not. You don't know who's a good business partner, who's not. And within a year, it went to shit. You know, after it really started going up, it went to shit because the true colors of even the people that helped me get there came out. 
and it all broke apart. The true colors out or you could see them? And that's the big part most people don't realize. The true colors came out or you could actually see them? I could actually see them. See, if you remember I back, love that, how you that put boy, that. Was, you, that little boy that was enamored back in the day, and remind me in a bit, I'm going to share the momentum thing with everybody. I guess it's cool to share with everybody. But the little boy, and I'm going to put her there, little boy, the 23-year-old boy that went to the seminar that was enamored by the guy and the girls and the this and that, I promise you, if I put you in that setting today, it probably wouldn't excite you that much, but we have different lenses at different times in our lives. So True. when we're in pain, we see things that are super exciting. And right. most people set their goals and their their desires in their life, I found, by they're in a bad spot. You're in a spot yep. where you don't want to be in and you want to change it. So here you are, not where you want to be relationship-wise, just out of school, don't know what to do, have no mentor, three dudes show up at event. Could have been any three dudes. Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, True. and Velma didn't could matter. have showed up and it wouldn't have mattered and you no. would have joined the mystery van. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't have mattered what, what it was. So momentum, just to give the keynote for this, because we got a little training wanted to give everybody, is that if you want to build momentum in your life quickly, if you want to get to the point where you're doing things for a long period of time, I'm going to give you a little text in. It's a 480, I'll put it on the screen as well, 800-8051, 480-800-8051. Just text in the word momentum and then you'll get a little thing back. Let us know where to send it. We got a really, really cool training. I want to make sure to get you it's a 30-minute video that I did on how to literally create momentum in your life. You can send it when you get I know you were like looking for your phone right now. You want to send it. But it's 480-800-8051. Text in momentum because whether you're in business or want to get ahead in anything in life, it's amazing strategy. Very, very simple to use. Back on this for a second. So I'm glad you brought up momentum though. Yeah, because it's a big word. And that's what I want. I didn't know idea it was going to come up today, but it just reminded me how to training and like how to get, get it yeah. to people. And, and, and here, here now, I'm glad you're talking about this because when I went back to igniting momentum, that's what's allowed me now to sustain it long-term and forever. No matter what situation I get into, now I know how to sustain that momentum because I built momentum years ago, lost it, burnt out, and then I learned through new habits and new, um, new skill sets on how to, how to use the right habits at the right time and how to implement those and take out old ones, which I didn't know how to do which that's what I picked up in my third and fourth and fifth HIT because, right, when you go through different levels, you have to level up and you have to do new things. These people, like, some of them are like, what is he talking about, KGB, HIT? It's <laughs> human interaction technology. It's one of our classes. Watch the podcast, send a text. You'll get, we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it. I got a couple questions for you that I think yeah. would be really helpful. Um, you want to help people, correct? Right. Let's help some people right now. Let's do so it. So there are people watching this with, again, kids your age. There's people right. watching this uh, that are your age. There's people watching yep. this that are younger than you right now. Um, what do you recommend to the wannabe, because they still want to be, not Correct. wannabe, like like you know, like poser, wannabe, right, 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 or right, want right, a tool, right. whatever is back in the day, whatever words your words are. <laughs> not wannabe, like want to be, I want to be an entrepreneur, right. but I don't know what to do or where to get started. First what step, would you say if we sat down with you, we sit down with a group of like uh, 18, 22, Love that 31, group. 17, a 16 year old wise ass, we sit down here, what are we the telling? Best, the best group to say this to, get into the environment. Step one, figure it out, find out, you can do it, get into the environments. It's very simple, get into the environments of other successful people that are moving in, uh, literally shaking and in, in creating a new world. Sounds good, so back when I was a kid, step one was go take one of those people to lunch. Totally get it, that was what we said Got back it. in the day how do you do that? I mean, I mean literally, because I, I learned something about millennials and I'm just going to tell you, you don't like nine steps, you want to know one step. Does that make sense? I one give you step. nine, you get lost. Does that make sense? Use the I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I get it. No, but seriously, okay. how do we, okay, so what do we do? Like, where do we go? Like what, I'd know what to do. Yeah. I know I have those networks. It's my cell phone. My cell right, phone is full of millionaires <laughs> and billionaires yeah. and wealthy and successful people and I can get an Oprah through my phone. But my, <laughs> my question is, what do they do? Yes, 
I'll give you an example. Let's say you want to go into real estate. Go online, search up the real estate people in your city, research them, see where they are. If they're online in your city, then they are spending time in certain environments. Learn where are they hanging out, where are they spending time, where are they doing business. This is if you're going into real estate or you want to try real estate. Yeah, I want to try this for two, three years. Go test it out. It doesn't mean it doesn't need to be something you're to do for the rest of your life. But that's what I was saying when Taste the Rainbow. Try it out. Stage. Spend 12, 24, 36 months in it and and meet those those people that are in that industry in your local community. Okay. They're all there. Next question. Okay. So let's say I said that. Now I'm gonna speak for a generation and I'm and I'm not gonna be and not for everyone, but for a generation. They want the person to come to them. Because they're because you understand there's people like that's great. That guy should be calling me. They should be paying me. <laughs> now I can't be the only one interpreting this. Right? Okay? I know exactly what you okay, mean. Okay, but like I don't I get it. You. Why why isn't Spielberg calling me to be in a movie? Doesn't he well, know I have we, an iPhone? We have to we have to realize that we are not uh walking on water like we always believe we do. Okay. You know, when when I was 23 first starting out, I realized, man, I don't know shit. And I So I is was, that the first step, except you don't know anything? Yeah. Okay. It's great because then your mind's opened up to then get creative. Why? Is it you don't know anything or you got an open vessel to learn? You have a very open vessel to learn. Okay, so find people that can do it, except that they're not going to come to you. Right. You've got to go to them. Okay. Okay, what else would you recommend? Go to them. Work for them for free. Okay. Well, funny, you live at home, mom, anyway, so what does it matter? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay. take advantage of the time. So how had. would you say that to me? Let's say you wanted to work for free for me. What would you say? What would, you, what would be the script? We're going to script this right now. What would you say? I'm, on, I'm, I'm sitting there, you found my cell phone number, you met me, you ran into me at a networking event. How do you not sound like a crazy stalker, strange, weird psychopath? I'm, I'm really impressed by what you have done with your life and your business. It's amazing what you do. I really like love that. And what could I do right now for you, for free, to work for you, to learn, and to help your business take off anything that is burdening you? What is a pain in the ass to you that you would love to take off and let me learn that would help my growth and help your company build? And how can we build this long-term? Have you ever said that before? No. That's so amazing. Genius. That was genius. So, Because if, you asked a good question. Well, that's what we do around here. We ask good questions. Everything's about communication. Everything comes down to the communication. So <laughs> if, if a young person or any person asked that question, my response would be, A, what does this person want? And I may ask you back, what are you looking to get out of it? And what would you say? I, I want to learn how to do what you do, but I want to help you first because I don't know shit and you know way more than me. I'm pretty sure anybody that got anybody that said that to them would at least open the door. And even if you had to say it to three to five people, that's enormous. I mean, that's yeah. old school mentorship. With a blacksmith back in the day, I would, you would, you'd be my apprentice. Right. Or vice versa. And, I, yeah. and it's interesting is that's what we teach in our programs. Like yep. I have a natural skill of communication and I like would like to have apprentices, like people yep. underneath me. To patience. train the next person. What's that? Patience has to come into this. Okay. Patience. Okay. Well, how do you create patience and not a microwave society? Because microwaves are slower than the internet. It's, it's, it's not fucked. a microwave. I had a microwave society. Oh, my God. You have, I've a, had you to, have an internet society. You have a Wi-Fi I had to, society. I had to outgrow my... Fuck it. What, what did you label it? I love how you just labeled it. Mike, you said I was a microwave society. That's what we grew up in. I was okay. in a society where when when we were when we were kids, macaroni and cheese used to take forty five minutes to an hour to make from scratch. Then eventually they made it in the oven. Stouffer's made something you put in the oven. It was a big night. My few mom, minutes. My, no, no, not a few minutes. An hour. My mom was my mom was at a meeting that night randomly. My dad 
it's that night. We're gonna have mac and cheese. It went in the oven. You got metal thing on top of it. You know, put it in the oven hours. Like, oh my god, TV. <laughs> we got the TV, dinner trays, and then microwave. I want to go eat mac the and cheese. The killing machine. Right now. <laughs> the microwave would come out. We didn't even have microwave in our house. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I don't even know what it does to you. Microwaves. Just think about it. Microwaves. I don't want that to even go near my food. Um, but we got uh, we got the microwave in the house, right? And so everyone's like standing, like like I'm like, oh my god, five minutes for the same thing. It took an hour. Context. A child in the late 80s, early 90s would tap on the door. Is it going to come quicker? Now, now you're pissed off. Your Starbucks took a minute. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why did it take a minute? How do you, how do you, how do you develop patience? Because you weren't born with it. <sighs> yeah, that, that one was very difficult for me. Because I, even, even when I had success in my business, and I wanted to grow 10 times what I was, I didn't even realize how dangerous that was. And it destroyed my health. Lack of patience? Lack of so much patience. Like, I, I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to come out swinging. I'm going to smash this. I'm going to go 10x in fucking 60 days. After I had already built success and had patience building that first business, that got me to 20 and 30,000 a Why month do you think income. you lacked patience? Because it was very deep wired in my conditioning and in my nervous system, in my identity from a very young age of everything being given to me, which isn't a bad thing. However, it, it had conditioned my body to believe that's how things happen, that's how it goes. And a lot of the stories that are out on the internet to sell products and services are about a quick fix. That is- Well, it's easy to market to yourself a quick fix. It's very simple. Yep. And people buy into that quickly. So how I develop patience, even through my evolution of having success and then just realizing I, if I wanna go you know, and do half a million dollars in a month, and I'm only doing 20 grand a month, that's a massive jump. But at the time I was like, oh no, we can do that in 60 days. Where I developed patience was realizing, wow, all these people that I'm learning from, all these mentors, all these people that I've read all these books on and spent all this time learning from, they talked about how it took decades. So how, how did they do that? So then you start breaking down habits and not only that, what helped me to really change the conditioning in my body was through simple meditation and spending 30 minutes, sometimes even an hour a day because I realized I have got to slow my mind down to actually speed it up. Could you show me how you do that? Right now? Yeah. You just close your eyes and go there. Do it. That's it. Simple. What, what is the sheer fact of closing your eyes? I mean, I know what it does. What does it do for you? So when you sit there, because right now in society, we're so hardwired by marketing and, and, and we're on our phones 24-7, 365 almost. And we're always in front of the computer, always in front of the TV. Condition, condition, condition. You're in this fast-paced move, 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 move. When you go and you just lay down, sit there for 30 minutes to an hour, close your eyes, you have no sound stimulation. You have no visual stimulation. You have none of that. And you're able to sit there and do nothing. At first, your mind is going to race uncontrollably because it's used to the psychological conditioning and the physical conditioning of sitting there and always moving, 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 moving. So do you think that the slowing down makes your body work more effectively and then you get more done and you're more focused because it isn't focused on 100%. as much? Or do you think it's the actual meditation that's doing it? Because I think if you turn everything off, first, if you turn first if you turn everything off, there's less energy being used. Right. Like literally, if I turn off the lights in my house, there's less energy being used. Right. My body doesn't have to think as much. You know, when I turn off everything. Right. So when you turn everything off, you have more energy. Right. So okay. So this is this is good, and I want to. I this get, is huge. Get, get to this this concept. So I get it. We helped the, you helped the youngsters. We helped you. 
what are you what are you after today right now like what is anton after currently in his life right now yes i i am right now most of my thought goes into health and i'm your health currently yeah or oh, else's? uh mine okay because i want to help myself first okay uh and that's 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 really what is going through my mind all the time because now i've realized which i did not even get a year and a half ago two years ago and i and i had to learn this unfortunately through very like a massive amounts of pain in my brain and body which i didn't need to go there but i didn't know what i didn't know and for me it's 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 like when i get my health down when i implement more daily the things that i need to do for my health and learning how to do things differently that i haven't done before for my health i know my business will work my relationships will work even better because i'm taking care of me and 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 i've liked the focus in the shift that you've made with with your company and your business is not only communication but internal communication with yourself it's, it's so important and that's that's why i continue to come back and i pick up more and more and more as i go because that internal communication is like fuck man it's it's the 80% it's the 20% that does the 80%. Yep. It's fucking massive. And we can do everything we want externally and that'll that's like these small little shifts, but the internal shifts that you can do internally through communicating with yourself better and this takes time, energy and work. Like you have to put and consciously give her an example of this because I, I get it. Yeah. I, mean, I do this 24 7, seven days a week. I'm always reframing right. in my brain. Right. I spoke the other day for a group of people. I'm like, I'm reframing 24 7. I'm reframing everything to be, make it be what I want it to be. Give an example with a short period of time we have left. Uh, give us an example of, of your how you actually use the internal communication with yourself. Like a very specific last Tuesday at three o'clock, I yep. did what? Go ahead. Well, I'll give you a month ago at HIT. No, it has to be last Tuesday at three o'clock. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. A month ago at HIT. I made one decision okay. and I realized that through Spence, the one time or the two times that I worked with him, my spine and my nervous system became way more relaxed and I was able to be more focused in my business and the people around me and I was able to be happier. So I made one decision where I said, okay, I am going to move to Scottsdale for a month in January of 2020. And now I'm here for a month and I've only had two more sessions with him and I'm way more energized just within the last few days. For the past two days, right now, for the past 48 hours, when I woke up for the first time in six years, I had no pain in my body, none, like zero. That has not happened in six years. And I'm That's only amazing. 28. Off of two sessions. What drugs are you on? <laughs> Zero. The good healthy drugs. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Which is I just want to sound, I just want to sound to like that person. Yeah. yeah. So and and I what I did was I just took a second to sit there and write down, man, that thing worked with Spence. Let me go do that again. And then I made the decision and I moved my girlfriend out here. We have two cats. They're in, they're in with us. So that, that helped. And it was taking a second to write that down and to shift that. Now, there's a lot of things that go into shifting that, right? You have to, okay, where am I going to be for a month in this new place? And that's the level of commitment that I have to myself through my own internal communication is saying, when I go do this, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do it. And I made the yep. commitment to move for a month. I yep. literally packed everything up in San Diego, put it into a storage unit to come out All here for, for your a health. month. 
Yeah, for my health, okay. which is the most important thing. So what's so, your next move after this? So after this, we haven't 100% figured out where we're going to go from here as and far as we? physical location, my girlfriend and I. Okay, good. Um, but we have multiple options because we have businesses on the internet. So we're able what to... What are the we have two the biggest freedom. businesses you're doing? Well, she, she has her YouTube channel. Okay. And then I have... Um, right now, I have I work in financial solutions. Okay. So I provide financial solutions to people, and all we do is shift a few things, and it makes thing, makes life way easier. That's fantastic. And and they, they and it's it's very simple. Uh, and I'm also building a recruiting platform because I've been recruiting one to one over the phone, very like with a very high conversion rate. And now it's like okay, now I need to go build build the online system for it. And my business partner Rich Cook and I are doing that yep. right now, and uh, it's it's. One of the most exciting things right now for me because I realized through taking better care of my health over the past year has led to so much clear focus in this that I wouldn't even had that clarity and focus to build this business and make it go with without the internal communication and taking which led to me saying I need to take better care of my health and taking daily steps towards that over the past year and continuing to take more steps towards that. So I'm like literally because I took that time to communicate with myself and realize, okay, I need to shift things, make, make better decisions for my health, do this. My business is going to work. It's going to work way better. So let me ask you the question you don't want to have me ask. Ask that you didn't like before. What do you want to do with the rest of your life? I can't even answer that because I know I'm going to go through many phases. Well, then why don't you say that? I think maybe you didn't understand the question when someone first asked you. It didn't have to be a one thing. Got you it. might have thought it had to be one thing. So what you want to do is you want to go through many stages to find out exactly who it is that you are. You have to go through them. So really, when someone asks the question, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? You could say, what I want to do is spend the rest of my life finding out exactly who I am and what I'm capable of being. At that and moment. I want to make certain that by the time I'm done, I've done everything I was here supposed to do and really had total realization of myself. And that's really what you meant years ago when someone asked you that question. You just didn't that's have true. the answer to the question. Right. So it isn't about necessarily it took years the rainbow, to get to that. but... Really what it is, is you have the ability, your desire is to be as much Anton as possible. And who you are right now is I'm going to do different things. As long as you're being responsible and getting things done, that's enormous. Yeah. That's, that's really the key to, to getting where you want to go. So if you had a very simplistic piece of advice on this whole communication thing and working on it, what would you say to somebody about the importance of working on communication as we close down? Find out who is a master of communication and learn from them. Okay. And do whatever it takes to do to to get into that environment and learn from that person as soon as possible because for me when i was 23 i made the commitment to do what everyone thought i was insane to do and when i made that decision to to leave college i'm not telling everyone to leave school some people need to go there yep. and want to go there that's good but for me what the path that i was on i needed to make that decision and i and i committed to myself to learning and mastering communication because i grew up not really good at it. no one ever taught me i didn't realize that's what i needed and then so when i went into I don't think that, anybody realizes it. yeah <laughs> it's it's crazy it's the most underdeveloped and underutilized strategy we have as human beings to get what it is okay i world. did not say this but i want to say this right now it is the most one of the most valuable skill sets on the planet we made a post the other day it's that so ulti- important you want to know the ultimate life hack Communication. communication. That's it. It's the simplest thing. <laughs> Everything you want in this world. That's why we have it's a company called the Human Communications Institute. We have signs right. all over the building. Your future <laughs> hinges on your ability to effectively communicate. And we have the, you know, accept the power of your own influence. Everything comes down to communication and influence. And I just applaud you. That I look at your, 
your map of it is like obviously your family communicated well enough with you that you built a great relationship with your mom. Does that make sense? Your right. parents did well uh, dealing with entrepreneurship. Do you know what I'm saying? You communicated well enough with yourself to get yourself into the event to meet those three people to shift your life. You communicated well enough to make that first business work and hustle and talk to Alibaba. And you've been using this all along. So you're using it to get where it is that you want to go, True. which is really, really paramount to, to making everything happen. So I love this. I, there are nuggets galore. I don't know how this gets all stripped out and turned into, but there is like anybody watching this for themselves, for um, there's someone they know, love and care about, an entrepreneur. This is like literally if we were to tag this, it would be entrepreneur, go get what you want, take care of your health first, how to help a young person see the next step, the magic question to ask and magic answer. And I think the magic answer is like when someone says, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? You say, just do it. Yeah, just do it. And that's really the key to everything. So appreciate it, my man. Yep. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Oh, I yeah. loved it. Appreciate you being here today, watching The Average Sucks Show and Anton. Awesome stuff, as always. Thank appreciate you for it. Me. And massive, massive value. Definitely a show you definitely want to share with other people. If, you, if you're watching this on YouTube, make certain to subscribe. And also, if you're watching this on iTunes or listening on iTunes, actually, uh, click the subscribe button and make sure to leave us a review on let us know how we can help you best. And immediately afterwards, if you're watching this, uh, we have a training that we'd love to share with you. I mentioned earlier on how to really elevate your life and create momentum and momentum in your life to get what it is you want on the page, the little opt-in box. You put the little email in, let us know where to send the training. If you're listening to this, just continue listening and you'll get the training immediately. So I'm excited to work with you and I'm excited to help you get where you wanna go. Tune in on the next show and check out the Average Sucks community on Facebook. If you've not checked it out, check it out because we wanna work together with you to help you get what you want. I don't know if you've been on there recently, but it's pretty badass. We're doing some big things. Average Sucks community on Facebook. Thanks for being part of the show. Well, thanks for joining us for The Average Sucks Show. And the big question people ask is like, Michael, what is next? And the answer is simple. Get Average Sucks, my brand new book. And the reason why I want you to have this is if there's things you want in your life and for some reason you've said to yourself, why am I holding back? Why am I not getting what I want? I know I'm capable of more. This book answers all of that and more. So go to averagesucks.com. Check out all the other stuff on the page. Got a bunch of bonuses for you. Get the book, read the book. And most importantly, follow the instructions. They're very simple. You'll finish this little book in, uh, in a couple hours. Real easy to read. And it's going to start showing you how to get more of what you want in this world. So averagesucks.com and catch us on the next Average Sucks Show.